Welcome to the June 17th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we will be going over Proverb 17. But before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom throughout this weekend. Lord, help them to make good decisions. Help them to have a wonderful weekend. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverbs 17, beginning in verse 1. Better is a dry morsel with quietness than a house full of feasting with strife. A wise servant will rule over a son who causes shame and will share an inheritance among the brothers. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the hearts. An evildoer gives heed to false lips. A liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. He who mocks the poor reproaches his maker. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. Excellent speech is not becoming to a fool, much less lying lips to a prince. A present is a precious stone in the eyes of its possessor. Wherever he turns, he prospers. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Rebuke is more effective for a wise man than a hundred blows on a fool. An evil man seeks only rebellion. Therefore, a cruel messenger will be sent against him. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs, rather than a fool in his folly. Whoever rewards evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. The beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. Why is there in the hand of a fool the purchase price of wisdom, since he has no heart for it? A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A man devoid of understanding shakes hands in a pledge and becomes surety for his friend. He who loves transgression loves strife, and he who exalts his gate seeks destruction. He who has a deceitful heart finds no good, and he who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. He who begets a scoffer does so to his sorrow, and the father of a fool has no joy. A merry heart does good, 
like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. A wicked man accepts a bribe behind the back to pervert the ways of justice. Wisdom is in the sight of him who has understanding, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. A foolish son is a grief to his father, and bitterness to her who bore him. Also, to punish the righteous is not good, nor to strike princes for their uprightness. He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. Friends, I'm going to spend a moment going over verse 6 today. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. I can take this verse very personally, because this is kind of where me and my wife are at this particular point in our lives. Now, we have just gotten back from Karis Bible College, and um, we've been back about three weeks, and we currently are spending the summer in Florida. And in Florida, um, we have three children, and we have seven grandchildren. So verse 6, the first portion, children's children are the crown of old men. And I'm going to go ahead and say old women as well, and even though we're not old. But anyway, it is wonderful to have grandchildren. And there is nothing more special to grandparents than their grandchildren. You know, it's one thing raising children, and it's wonderful when you're raising children, but it's even better once they have children, because then you get to spoil the grandkids. You know, it's fun having them over, and, you know, we have had the grandkids over to spend the night, um, probably like seven of the last eight nights. We've had either one or two, and as many as three grandchildren spending the night every single night, and there's nothing more special than seeing them interact with each other, and uh, it's just wonderful. And the second part of that, and the glory of children, is their father. Now, my wife and I have three kids between us, and only two of them have kids. The two of them that have kids are both girls. But we have been blessed with two wonderful sons-in-law, and they're both wonderful parents, and they're both wonderful husbands to their wives— and we are tremendously blessed to have them. But um, my, my daughter has three kids, and all of those three kids really, really appreciate their dad. And I like the word, the glory of children is their father. And you can see this. Uh, I can see this whenever I'm around my daughter and her family. 
and also my wife's daughter and her family. And it's the same thing. Those four kids um, absolutely adore their father, as they should, because he's a wonderful, wonderful dad. And my wife and I are truly blessed to have both the two daughters as well as the seven grandkids. So anyway, on Friday, I'm going to continue this tradition. I believe this is either the third or fourth Friday in a row that uh, I am going to try to bless everyone listening to this podcast on a Friday. I want to leave Friday on a good note, and I really would like for you to have a smile on your face after you listen to Friday's podcast each week. But we are going to be reading Psalm 54 today, and Psalm 54 is a psalm written by David, and David wrote the majority of psalms, although he didn't write um, nearly all of them. But let me give you the backdrop for Psalm 54. And Psalm 54, uh, David has not become king yet. Now, he has been anointed king by the prophet Samuel. And so David knows that one day he will be king. But in this particular psalm, David is actually running away from Saul, and he is hiding in the wilderness of Ziph. Now, Saul had become so um, fearful of David and was so envious of him that he had tried on a number of occasions to actually kill David. So David felt that he had no choice but to actually become a fugitive, and he did that on for a number of years, actually. I'm not sure exactly how many years this entails, but Psalm 54 is right in the middle of this period, and he and his men are in the wilderness of Ziph. And um, the people of Ziph know that David is hiding, and so they actually inform King Saul that David is in this wilderness. But at this particular point in time, David is seeking God, and he's reaching out to God. And this is a wonderful psalm, and I will break it down after we read it. But we find ourselves in the wilderness of Ziph, David with his men, and David is praying to God. Beginning in verse 1, Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me, by your strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth, for strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. They have not set God before them. Selah. And whenever you hear the word Selah in the Bible, it basically is asking you to meditate on what it is that you just heard. Let's go to verse 4. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. 
I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all trouble, and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. This is such a wonderful psalm, and there's so much we can get into. I'm going to talk just a little bit about this. I would like to break this uh, psalm down into three particular parts, and verses 1 through 3 could be called a call for God's help in the midst of persecution. Now, as I said prior to reading the psalm, that David finds himself in the wilderness of Ziph, and he is aware that the people of Ziph are not for him, and so he is constantly aware that he needs to be ready for battle, if that happens, but he needs to know that God is with him. So first of all, he's asking for God for help with all of his enemies around. And here, the people of Ziph in verse 3 are called strangers and oppressors. Okay, let's go to the second part of this psalm in verses 4 and 5. David makes a declaration that God is David's helper. Now, if you did not get a chance to listen to last Thursday's podcast, and last Thursday would have been the 9th of June, I invite you to do that because that is the story of David when he was a young man, he was still a teenager, and he confronted the giant Goliath. And he knew that God was his helper. He knew that God was on his side, and he allowed David to conquer the mighty giant Goliath, who was nine and a half feet tall. And here in verses 4 and 5, David is reminding us of how important it is to have God in our lives. And finally, in verses 6 and 7, David comes to the conclusion that God has indeed heard his prayer from verses 1 through 3, and that God has delivered him from these enemies the people of Ziph, who he has asked for help. So verses 6 and 7, let me just read those two verses again, and it says a vow of praise. So David is actually praising God because God has heard the prayers of verses 1 through 3 and answered his prayers. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord. For it is good, for he has delivered me out of all trouble. We could read that, for you, God, have delivered me out of all trouble, and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. So God has freed David and his men from the hands of the people 
of the land of Ziph. This is an awesome story. I just want to make a couple plugs here. It is Friday. It is indeed the weekend. And I'd like for anyone who is listening to this podcast, maybe for the very first time, that if you enjoyed this story today, I invite you to go back to the previous three weeks on Friday. So just look up a calendar and I invite you to listen to the last three Fridays because those are kind of like this. They're trying to be a blessing to you. And I'd also like to make a plug for um, every Tuesday. And every Tuesday is Testimony Day. Now, today is the 17th of June, but uh, beginning on May 3rd, every Tuesday, May 3rd, 10th, 17, 24, and 31 in May, and then in June, the 7th, and the 14th. If you have not had a chance to listen to any of those podcasts, please take the time to listen to those. I think it will truly be a blessing to you. I will never close a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if there are any of you today who have never taken that very important step, I ask that you repeat this simple prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending your Son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you came down to earth basically to save us. You set a wonderful example of how we are to live our lives every day on earth. Even though you were tempted in every way, as are we, you never gave in to the temptation of sin, and yet you were willing to die on a cross for me. Because you did that, Anyone listening to this podcast, all of their sins have been forgiven. Jesus, thank you for saving me. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, if you enjoyed this podcast today, I ask that you consider sharing this website, this podcast with your family members, maybe with some of your closest friends. If you have been listening to this, and let me just remind you, this is a Monday through Friday podcast. So I have started on April 1st, so I'm in my third month now. But if you are enjoying these, I encourage you to listen to these on a daily basis, Monday through Friday. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and please rejoin me on Monday as we further explore wisdom today.